welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting, as we often do, about anything and everything property. Now, in the property world, there are fewer things more exciting than mortgages. So that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Mortgages, mortgages and more mortgages. And this is all because Stuart has a mortgage dilemma. So what's your dilemma, Stuart? Well, for the first time ever, I'm kind of in a bit of a quandary about which option to go for. And as a bit of background, for the first few years of my property investing, I was always very clear of what I was doing. Doesn't mean I knew what I was doing. It means I was clear on what I was doing. It might have been the wrong thing, but I was very kind of clear on what I wanted to do. And that was, I was trying to build a portfolio and remortgage the properties that I'd bought as quickly as I could to unlock that capital. And typically that meant that the mortgage products I would go for would have been shorter timeframes, i.e. two year, because they would get less early redemption charges or EICs, as we, as we call them. And that was quite clear. Now, everything's shifted because most properties I've owned for five years plus now, at least. And the most recent set of mortgages I've been offered were a, were a two-year discounted variable. We can, we can talk about what, what that means, but a two-year discounted variable, a two-year fixed, so fixed at uh, the percentage rate, and a five-year fixed. Now, usually I wouldn't have even looked at the five-year because I just think that's too far away. And the early redemption charges, the ERCs typically were like 5% for the first year, 4% for the second year, and so on. So for example, if I had remortgaged with another company in the first year, I'd have to pay them 5% of the total borrowing that I had with them. Now, the interesting thing here, and I know you'll have quite a few questions, but the interesting thing for me was that the five-year rate was 4.39%. The two-year fixed rate was 3.69%. And I appreciate this isn't always easy when you're listening, but the variable two-year rate was 3.34, so the lowest. So if you were trying to attract someone to do something, it feels like they're trying to attract me to take the variable rate, which would be, on the face of it, as a monthly cost, the best rate to go for. And where I'm at now with my development is, is actually I've made a decision. Actually, I, I now want everything just to button down for five years because I don't want to think about it for five years. And I kind of just want the portfolio to do its thing in terms of stabilize and, and hopefully, you know, appreciate a little bit rather than doing what I do. So I'm for the first time in a bit of a dilemma because the five year rate, though, is the highest rate. So that's kind of putting me off because obviously that lessens my net return. Indeed. So we've got lots to talk about in here and consider. But before we do, do you want to just give a a quick explainer on discounted variable and what that means for a mortgage? Well, the variable bit I can do. (laughs) Surely you know what the word discount means. (laughs) Well, discounted is what I just assume is their introductory rate on that product. So that's my understanding. Do you know what their what their SVR is, what their standard variable rate is at the moment? It, it will be over 6%. Okay. Uh, so I don't know, perhaps as a making numbers up thing, maybe their variable rate is 6.34%. And my understanding of a, of a discounted variable product is that they take their variable rate 
and apply a discount of it. So, mm-hmm. or a discount to it. So, in this case, perhaps the discount is 3%. So, that would take your 6.34% standard variable rate down to 3.34% as a discounted variable. And I, I'm sure there's, there's lots of different flavors for this, but the discounted variable products that I've been offered in the past have been for a fixed term. So, so, the, so the discount bit, sorry, has been for a fixed term. So, it's, I don't know, two years, maybe. And during that two years, the discount remains the same. So you always get 3% off. But the standard variable bit, the, the, the variable rate can, of course, change. So it might be at the moment that it's 6.34 with a 3% discount, take it down to 3.34. But next month, the Bank of England could put up the base rate by, I know, half a percent or whatever. And therefore, your bank might put their rate up by 1%. So now you've got a 7.34% standard variable rate minus your 3% discount and the rate you're actually paying is 4.34. So so that that's my understanding of how a discounted variable rate mortgage product would work. Yeah. And then of course at the end of the 2 years in the same way as when your fixed rate expires or end of 2 years 5 years whatever then you jump back up to the standard variable rate without the discount or the fix or the whatever. Very well explained and I think you've explained that very well. And I'm going to take one quick step back just so people are clear, like how I see this, there are a number of decision points for a mortgage. This is, this is how I see it. So first decision point for me is whether or not it's, it's variable or fixed. Am I going to get, so typically when I started out in buy to let, everything was fixed. So I knew for whatever period of time, typically two years, exactly what my monthly mortgage was going to be for that two year period. That was another reason for me picking the fix. So the so first option was fixed. Second is you've got your interest rate. So what, what the bank's going to charge you. So in this case, let's, let's just say 3.69 or 4.39, whatever that is. The third decision point was fees. So what fees are the bank going to apply? What fees is the broker going to apply? Because they will vary depending on what they want you to buy or what they don't want you to buy or what there's promotions on. And then the final thing for me, there might be other things, but the final thing for me was the ERCs, the early redemption charges. So for example, the variable product has zero, no ERCs. So we could take out that product uh, and in six months, I could redevelop that property and remortgage it either with this bank or another bank and there would be no additional fees to pay. The other two products do have ERCs and we've just talked about what, what that actually means. So I just wanted to just step back and say, actually, when I see these things, they're the sort of four decision points in my head. You know, am I clear that on what interest rate? Clearly, I'd always want to go for the lowest. However, what fees are attached? Are there ERCs? And then I've got the, the fixed and variable element. Am I concerned about interest rates? So I just wanted to step back on that just quickly to for a bit of perspective. Yeah, I think I think that the fees point is especially important. So from my personal point of view, I've never really worried about the ERCs because I've always worked on the assumption that I'm going to see out the fixed term because I'm I'm looking for, for the longer longer term and I'm not trying to cycle capital out super fast. But the fees, the fees can be so important. I have in the past been looking at a, a two-year fix and a five-year fix where the two-year fix was actually, despite having a low interest rate, was actually significantly more expensive because of fees. So if you've, if you're only going for a two-year fix, 
you 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 pay some fees normally probably and you can of course expect that in another two years you're going to have to go on to an, another fix which means you'll have some more fees to pay whereas in a five-year fix obviously you only pay those fees once for five years rather than two and a half times across those five years mm. so when you work all that out yeah the the two-year fix actually worked out significantly more expensive despite the lower interest rate. So yeah, don't forget the fees. Make sure you include the fees in the calculations. And to, to be honest, Simon, that is my learning in the last five plus years is that I've probably paid as much in fees. No, I haven't paid as much, but I've paid a lot in fees as well as paying that interest. And that was another reason. It's like I just wanted to remove additional costs from the business. So even with a remortgage, so when your initial rate runs out, so on the typical products, once the two years runs out, typically the banks I work with, Kent Reliance, One Savings Bank, you're paying £500 for evaluation, which is on top of the fees, by the way, for a lot of people, and your broker's fees. So what, what we're talking about there is, and we're probably talking of sucking eggs for, for a lot of people, but you know, so I take the interest rate, we'll times that by 12 or 24, whatever the term is, plus my fees, plus the valuation, that is the real cost. That's the real cost. And being completely honest, did I always do those calculations in the early I didn't. I absolutely didn't. But what I know now is, that, and that's why my eyes were on a five-year fixed, because for five years I know there are no more costs. So I've got a fee, a monthly fee, and that's what I'm going to pay for five years. And that's what I'd quite like to do, given the fact that we all know interest rates cannot get any lower. But the, given that the two-year rates are a percentage lower than the five-year, you know, we're, we're talking about what would we save in those periods of time? So before we dig into the, the pounds and pennies, I just wanted to, to check something about this particular remortgage that you're, you're going through. Am I right in thinking you're actually going for a lower loan-to-value than your existing mortgage? Or is it, is it the same? It's a lower loan to value on a higher valuation ah okay so are you are you taking any more money out or are you just staying at the same same level if they'll give me some more money yes i'll take that money (laughs) okay cool you were talking about consolidating and thinking for a longer term because previously you were going short term because you wanted to keep cycling and keep taking out capital as quickly as you could and now of course you're looking at longer term and not taking that capital out so i wondered if if you were also taking any capital out or not, sort of at this initial point? It, it's a really good question because my original assumption was that I wasn't taking any money out. And the valuation that I put in for was, was only 10,000 more than what the last valuation was. And I don't know if I've shared on this podcast previously, but the ridiculous nature of our wonderful banks is that their current desktop valuation meant that the mortgage that I am currently on, the loan to value was higher than what they would allow. So just to explain that quickly, the mortgage product I currently have and I'm about to change was an 85% loan to value product. However, when Kent Reliance did their desktop valuation, they were saying that basically they were undervaluing the property and said, actually, based on the current valuation we're loaning you 86 percent. therefore we know we have no other products to give you that meant i had to go on the standard variable rate which obviously i didn't want to do because who wants to go on that because it's ridiculous and therefore that pushed me into a corner where i had to pay 
for evaluation just to get someone out sensible to value the property at where it should be valued. They valued it as it should be valued. And now we can even get, so we can get the 80% loan to value product on it, which is actually what I wanted. But it turns out that the right valuation at that LTV would unlock a few grand, you know, genuinely a few grand. It's, it's not going to be more than five or six, which isn't, which isn't a huge amount of money. However, if, if it's there for whatever, 3.69%, we'll probably take it just to help the business along. And um, why not? It's uh, make, makes sense to. I've uh, I don't. <laughs> we 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 plan our topics for these these podcasts, and then we start recording, and it, it's quite rare that we actually get through half of what we planned. And and I suspect today might be uh, another example because I've got some mortgage questions coming up as well, sort of next year probably, particularly around the loan to values that I'm going to be able to achieve. So uh, I don't know. We'll, but we'll park that for now and perhaps cover it in another episode because I suspect we won't get to, get to it in this one. But anyway, let's talk about the, the actual figures. So you've got three mortgage options. Discounted variable, which is 3.34%. Two-year fix, which is 3.69%. And a five-year fix, which is 4.39%. These are all on a mortgage value of £208,000. That's right. Property valuation at 260000 at 80% loan to value gives you 208. Do you want to tell everyone what the the monthly mortgage payments will be for e- in each of these scenarios? So we've got the yeah. the discounted variable. Yeah, so so this is just based on my maths. This is I imagine the pounds and pence will be slightly different from the bank for, for, for whatever their calculations are, but all I've done is taken the loan amount of 208000 times it by the interest rate, in this example, 3.34, which gives us the annual rate, and then divide that by 12 to give me the monthly figure. So for the two-year discounted variable at 3.34%, that gives me a monthly payment of £578. The two-year fixed is £639, and the five-year fixed comes out at £760. Right. So if we take those monthly figures and multiply them up for the first two years, so we're working on two years based on, on the fact that the, sort of the earliest stopping point is the two-year fix. So we're comparing over the first two years. So do you have the total amount of interest paid for each one over those two years? Or I've got those figures in front of me, Stuart. Do you want me to read them out or have you, you got them ready? Yeah, I've got the two-year variable would be 13,872. Okay, and the two-year fixed? 15,336. And then the five-year fix, but just over the first two years, is eighteen thousand two hundred and forty. Right. So everyone can hear that there there are some fairly chunky sort of steps up between each of those. So do you do you have those differences to hand as well, just to to save people trying to do the mental maths? Well, the difference between and this is where it gets a bit more challenging, I think, if you're listening to it. But the difference between the two two years, so the two-year variable and the two-year fixed is this is coming live and direct it's a difference of 1464 pounds between the two-year variable and the five-year so these are the sort of like the it's going to be the biggest difference is 4368 pounds so that is a big difference 
Yeah, and then roughly between the two-year fixed, and we'll just do this roughly, but the two-year fixed and the five-year on that two-year period is is roughly £3,000. We can see that. Yeah. So if you went for that discounted variable, you could save yourself £4,500. So tempting. But (laughs) you've got to make sure that Bank of England doesn't put up their rates. (laughs) So, So can you do that? Can you guarantee us for the next two years that there'll be no interest rate rises? Um, I don't think even Mark Carney could do that, could he? <laughs> Not anymore. But <laughs> yeah, well, he certainly can't now. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it wouldn't take very much of a difference to to push you over the edge. So if your bank's variable rate, because obviously that's different from the Bank of England rate, which will probably go up very slowly, but the the mortgage standard variable rates will probably go up a bit faster if if the Bank of England starts pushing things up. So it would only need to go up by 1.1%. And you'd be looking at the same rate as the five-year fix. So that's your, your savings gone. Of course, you might have savings for a little while. So if that happens sort of during the process, maybe it would still kind of equal out. But a bank rate, so not, not a Bank of England, but a, a mortgage bank rate rise of 1.1% or more over the next two years, I, I could certainly see happening. So I I would be personally very worried about committing to a to the discounted variable rate. Yeah. The one sort of safety net there is that you don't have ERCs on it. So as things started going up, if you reacted quick enough, maybe you could remortgage off of it onto a fixed rate, but then of course fixed rates would also be higher by that point. So I don't know. Well, that's a really interesting point you've just raised there as well. And, and this, I feel like this is therapy for me, and I'm quite pleased that you and I get to take this time out. And I would genuinely be pleased to hear from anyone with additional thoughts than ours on these matters, because it all helps, doesn't it? It all helps to hear different perspectives on, on why you would or you wouldn't take an option. And that's kind of why we've done this particular podcast. But Usually, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I consider myself a risk taker, but I, I probably have a, a, a greater resistance, a greater resilience towards risk, as in I'm happy to take risk. And for me, I always think, yeah, two years, it, it's not a big risk. However, in this instance, personally, I feel like the risk is greater just because already there's kind of, obviously, we've said this for years, where the, you know, the interest rates must go up. They can't stay this low forever. And that's lasted years. However, I do feel like the noise we're hearing, because they didn't go up this time in this budget, I feel like we are getting closer to that time. So I think, you know, in the next 12 months, there could be that increase. And like you say, as soon as that, even if it's half a percent goes in, that's, you know, for sake of argument, that's, that's almost half of your, you know, your savings gone. And bearing in mind, I've got, you know, a five-year product to, th- to th- consider. And then the other element, which we have drawn out, but we don't take into these totals, is the fees because we don't know. So if I put the, you know, for example, if, if the fees on the five year was only 500 versus the, it was £1,000 on the two year, then, of course, that goes into the equation and all of a sudden the decision becomes a little bit easier. But my, my feeling right now is that even though looking at the total numbers makes this a lot clearer, and I think blimey, to save you know, just over £4,000 in two years, that'd be silly. Two things is that I'm worried, you know, concerned about the interest rates, but then that two years 
comes around really quickly and I have to make that decision again. And what will the rates be like then? Yeah. Given that we are almost certainly in an upward interest rate trajectory for the coming couple of years, then then yeah, exactly. I, I think it's all about taking a, a stab in the dark as to how far and how fast you think those rates are going to change as to what would be be actually really better for the interest you pay. But then when you throw in fees and the hassle and the effort of having to remortgage again in, in two years' time, then then yeah, I, I I can see the appeal of the five year fix. And indeed that that is almost always where I come down in my own sort of musings on this. But yeah, the the other thing that we haven't really sort of touched upon, but we should should just touch upon. I'm, I'm sure it's not really going to be a factor in this particular case for you, Stuart, but we should also look at, at cash flow because the discounted variable fund is 560 quid a, a month, give or take. Mm-hmm. And every month, that's quite different from the five-year fix, which is 760 quid. Yeah. Oh, sorry, so the first one's 580 quid. Sorry, misread yeah. my own numbers. Um, 580 quid versus 760 quid a month. So almost 200 pounds difference in terms of monthly cash flow. And for some people on some properties, that could be important. I'm quite sure that you're not not that close to the wire on this one, Stuart. But uh, but yeah, I think I think it is worth people looking at that and considering that as well. It's you know it's the difference between the mortgage being twenty five percent of your revenue and around thirty percent of your revenue. So whatever scale you're looking at, that well in my mind that's that's fairly significant, and it is a good point because. I guess the last thing to, to talk about is that obviously I've looked at that and once again, the two-year variable is a, is really appealing from that point of view because I think, oh, that's 200 extra quid in my back bin. But I now, you know, that for me was the short-term thinking that I had several years ago as someone that needed the cash flow and I still need the cash flow and that's why I still am in two minds about it. However, yes, you know that this property can stomach an extra two hundred pounds because actually the the five year rate covers both the existing mortgage and a further borrowing that I had on the same property, which combined comes to higher than that seven hundred and sixty pounds. We're getting a little bit more money out, and we're paying a little bit less. If that makes sense. So let's just say at the moment, with my further borrowing and existing mortgage, I'm paying in excess of well around the same amount let's just say that so actually it just it just tidies everything up the truth is right now I'm on a standard variable rate so standard variable rate plus the further borrowing is close to a thousand pounds so each of these is saving money again that's short term because that's only happened for a month because it's taken us so long well I say us it's taken Cape Reliance so long to sort the valuation out that we got pushed into it uh, and, and it was my fault for not approaching this earlier. So, but that is important. That is important because it's gone from what could be a quarter of my revenue to a third of the revenue, which which does make a difference. But you know, for me now, because of my experience, it will be I'm erring to the side of let's let's fix this for five, and you know, think about it again. You know, in, in five years' time. Yeah, yeah. Just ouch for the standard variable, <laughs> but. As you say, that means that you're you'll be saving on cash flow, even with a five year fix. You'll be avoiding any more mortgage hassle questions, uncertainty for five years. 
the interest rate's not going to change, your cash flow is not going to change from a mortgage point of view for five years. You're not going to have any mortgage fees or valuation fees for five years. I, yeah, I, I can I can see the appeal of that. And I think the only argument, well, I suppose there could be two arguments against a five-year fix. One is obviously if if it's just so much more expensive that doesn't work out. But the, the other really is if you're wanting to, to recycle cash faster, as in you're wanting to be able to get a valuation that's higher and pull more money out of out of it faster. So every two years when you when you finish the two year fixes. So without those, oh actually I suppose there's a third, isn't there? Of course if if you're expecting interest rates to to change very dramatically, then that could also really influence the decision. Mm. Uh, so change very rapidly in a downward direction to favour the shorter term mortgage. I should clarify that. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the five year fix I, I think is a very sensible option. In terms of the interest rate, it, it sounds a lot more and when you turn it into cash it sounds a lot more but it wouldn't take very much in the way of fees or uh, a tweak to standard variable rates to eat all that up and then you've got no no extra money and you've got the the hassle and the the extra work and and things so well and just just having this conversation the, the thing that it's underlined and i know we're going to wrap up very shortly but the thing that it's underlined is that so i think if we went for a two-year whether that's a variable or fixed so right now, as the cost stands, I know that would be an extra, in two years' time, there's going to be an, around an extra £1,600. going to have to pay an extra £600 for a new valuation, because that will happen, and then £1,000 for fees. That's if there's no inflation for the next two years, by the way, which, which of course there will be. So of all those numbers I've done, I could just knock off, you know, to compare it. If I want to compare like for like, actually what we should do is knock off £1,600 off the five-year cost because we've just saved that in in that time. So that would take it down to 2.7. So in real terms, the difference is probably much smaller and the risk, although like you, I look at the 4.39 and going, wow, I'm not getting much in return for committing with you guys for five years, but they don't really want that ultimately. So they, they, they want you to pay for it if, if, they, if you're going to have to stick with them for five. But it's it's been a, certainly been a useful conversation for me to have with you and, and those listening so as i mentioned before i'd be really happy for us to to get any views additional thoughts on how you would approach this situation as you no doubt have or will have very soon indeed and if you're listening and you would like to get in touch and uh, let Stuart know how you would approach this this situation or how you have you can find contact form for us at thebusinessofproperty.com, which is also where you can find show notes for, for this episode and all of our past episodes. We're, we're up to over 100 now, which is crazy, but there you go. We are still going, so we will talk to you again next week. And if you would like to, to help us, inspire us to keep going longer and longer, please do share this episode and the business of property generally with two or three of your, your friends and, and landlord and property contacts. We, we really would appreciate that. And Stuart and I will talk to you again next week. <laughs>